You have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe Podcast. Your contact's code names are Luke. Everyone asks, like, who's the best character actor? He never comes to mind. Every single time I see him on screen, he is insanely watchable. I just want him on screen all the fucking time. Matt. He's like, oh, it says uh, your mother lived across the street from me in Detroit uh, back in the day. And you want me to wish her a happy Chanuka. And he's like, I, I don't even know what Chanuka is, but I hope you have a happy one. Bye. And after that, there was no religion at all. And it was great. It was really nice to grow up without any religion. In yes. fact, I should be more grateful for that. I really should. And Scott. I have nothing but disdain for organized religion. When two people agree on something, I get really leery of it. That's right, you've been cleared. You're now in the Is It Safe Safe Zone, which doesn't make sense. But hey, you know, this is not a very scary podcast. Welcome in. I'm Michael Govia. I'm one of the hosts of the show, along with the three other gentlemen, Luke, Scott, and Matt. We're here to talk about whatever comes to mind. But we will tell you this. we got a few topics lined up. We're going to talk about Biden. What the hell happened with him? We're going to talk about Bitcoin. We're going to talk about a brief history of Brenda Lawrence. Could that be in the cards? I don't know. Anything could go. we got a lot of stuff to get to today and if you want to email the show is it safe pod at protonmail.com email the show we'd like to hear your thoughts on what we're doing do you like us do you think we're annoying please let us know uh off the top though guys i want to talk about trump uh two thousand dollars in stimulus money he says let's do it and he's making everybody else look like a bunch of assholes thoughts yeah that's hilarious uh no it's amazing he he wanted to he wanted to push Wanted to push for more money. Uh, Pelosi shut it down. I'm sure Matt will have some something to say about it uh, before the election. As she, you know, used it for election leverage. Now, what? Now, what do you get? You get 600 bucks, and uh, everybody has to just fucking shut up and take it and be super happy about it. So, that's my that's my first take on it. Well, you don't have to be happy about it because Donald Trump is going to give you two thousand bucks, bro. Yeah. Is he going to wait? Is he is he going to give us uh, two thousand dollars now, or was that before? No, he's gonna. He's threatening to veto the the thing that passed uh, because it doesn't have enough money. Oh shit! Like, well, I'm sorry, I've been working all day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I missed that one. Holy shit! I was gonna say, is he gonna do Let's it like the Joker? It. You just gonna Let's get on a break boat and start throwing money around? I'll cool. to- I'll totally take it. Uh, yeah. I think it's interesting. It, it's kind of like the populism that he never delivered on. You know, yeah. like when he was campaigning in 16, he really wasn't campaigning campaigning on Republican issues. Uh, you know, Republicans had more or less embraced free trade, you know, free trade agreements. Right. And then he's like, no, we got to we got to put tariffs on people, which was, you know, different than it was it was unorthodox and the anti-immigration rhetoric to to an extent was definitely outside of the republican mainstream uh you know so but then he you know he kind of delivered on some of those things but then then it you know when we get to the point where we're actually talking about a pretty progressive policy and his like dying breath is he going to (laughs) is he going to uh to get that through it'd be kind of amazing yeah uh, why, why the hell is he trying to do anything nice right now i thought he was just trying to execute people and 
start bullshit start bullshitting Iran. Why you know I'll take the two grand. I'd rather have two than six. He's, he's, never been also, he's never been invested in any of that shit. He has never cared about any of the Republican causes. He's never cared about starting wars. He only cares about being liked. This makes perfect fucking sense, actually. If that's what he's saying he might do. So, so okay, I didn't follow the story today. So he is saying that he would veto this bill and then push for greater stimulus. Uh, that's actually what he's saying. He, he he actually vetoed a spending bill and then uh related to military spending uh but then huh. he he's not, he's now demanding congress amend the the stimulus package to increase payouts to $2000 per person or 4000 for married Shit. couples Shit. uh okay well, so you know, why even a broken even a broken watch is right twice yeah <laughs> yeah. He, yeah he can, but... he can... <laughs> Like there's a couple this things is, that I think this is insane. What the hell is going on? This makes no sense. So you're looking at increasing it from 900 billion to what would ostensibly be what the triplet three three trill. Well, there's more in the bill than just uh, payouts. Yeah. Like the st- I think you know a lot of it is uh, five thousand pages. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of shit in there. That's There's some probably real terrible stuff in there. There is. Yeah, there's, there's one there's... example. It's like random shit that they throw in bills now, like the stimulus bill was a, a new law, 10-year prison sentence minimum for people who uh, stream and illegally and mainly for like piraters of like, websites who try to profit from it, not your everyday ass. I think, that, I think that's going to stimulate the economy. But, but, but the, implication, yeah. the implication on that being that if you accidentally stream something that the content itself has been illegally attained, you could be liable. That's the thing that's super crazy and it's like freaking people out. Cause it's like, you know, if you just like streaming something, you know, like maybe you've bought a service or whatever and, and you actually are streaming uh, legally. Yeah. It, it's weird. It's weird because there is, there is like a weird part of the, the law and possession where it's like, if you sell something that you bought from somebody, you didn't know it was stolen, but you sell that stolen product. I actually, you know what? I can't remember if you're liable or not, or if you can be, held accountable but i it is it gets super complicated anyhow that's ridiculous remember that's remember when trump was that simple we just made you fired jokes that's all it was (laughs) things have changed mike isn't there also isn't there also a five billion dollars of relief dedicated to israel for some reason in this hey i'll tell you us israelites it's a very happy day happy chinooka (laughs) <laughs> wow no oh, way, i didn't address i did not address you because you're jewish i did not address you because oh, you're I jewish. Thought you really uh, no, uh, no i just thought you knew that i just thought you knew because you brought it up i thought it was funny that i i found that uh matt's rendition of Smokey robinson last week was quite amazing it made me laugh a lot <laughs> oh, it was hilarious <laughs> i didn't I, I didn't listen back to that part but yeah i i laughed at the beginning ass. didn't i put it at the beginning of the intro okay i didn't <laughs> listen to the podcast at all. you sure not you sure did there it is yeah. there it is yeah <laughs> you know i you know how we do the intro i, I took that clip and I, I just it was so funny you did a good job you should, I, no, I, I will listen to that now okay matt matt is very method he doesn't like to listen to his work <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> right yeah He's like, <laughs> you know, I actually watched a movie. I know, I know we got other things to talk about, but I watched a stupid ass movie from 2000 called uh, What Planet Are You From? It's a Mike Nichols movie. It's Gary Shandling. Huh. Oh, Shandling. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was from, Wait, 2000. from 2000. 
Yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike Nichols, Nichols and Gary, Gary Shandling. By Peter Tolan and Gary Shandling, who Peter right, Tolan was part on. of the Larry Sanders like producing and writing team. Yeah, uh, got a terrible, like terrible movie though. It's got Ben ah. Kingsley, John Goodman. It's loaded. It's got Sir Ben. Know, and that, yeah, he he mails it in in this movie. It's such a Ben Kingsley mail in. You can see it on his face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. The greatest Ben Kingsley moment ever was when he's in The Sopranos. Did you see that? Like Christopher, Actually, I did not. So what? The Sopranos greatest show ever on television. But there's yeah, a, no, there's no, an episode. Where? There's an episode where, where Christopher is trying to get the screen play ball. He's trying to sell the oh, screen play. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He's like the Hollywood guy or is he yes. actually playing himself? He's playing himself and they're, they're oh, trying to, and, right. and Christopher's like, so Ben, I need you to, I, I want you to do this role. <laughs> and, uh, and it goes, they go through this. I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, it's there's just, like the swag bag and yes, like, King, yes. yeah, yeah. They go through. Yeah. And then, and then that. they like rob the, the, do they rob Sir Ben or they rob like a model of her swag? Yeah, bag? they were, yeah, yeah. Like ten thousand dollars worth of stuff in a bag. Yeah, I forgot about that episode. Good call, man. Shit. That really <laughs> <did>. <laughs> well, with your with your two thousand dollars stimulus, you should all subscribe to HBO Plus or whatever it's called now. And, uh, HBO Max. Yes. Do you Max. guys really believe that st- uh, Trump's being serious though? Come on, guys. Why would anyone believe what he says right now? He could say. Here's my prediction. Here's my prediction. I think what Luke said was exactly right. It's just about being liked. So this would ultimately yeah. be a legacy, right? Trump gave you some bucks. Recency bias. Last Trump thing bucks. I remember. Trump bucks. Well, I did yeah. get that check in the mail with his signature on it the first time. I don't know if you. I sure that. did too. That's why yeah. I voted for him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, it's like yeah, you could vote right. for him again because he won the election and. Uh, when yeah, he runs well, for his third term. If he steals it back, then I get a chance to vote for him a third time. Yeah, <laughs> by the way, when I left, I want you guys to know, when I left work today, somebody was still arguing about voter fraud. I'm not kidding. A person <laughs> I heard. <laughs> I heard it faintly. Uh, Yo, voter fraud is a huge deal. Ah, That's, come on, <laughs> That's 45 million Americans today. <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? Well, yeah, uh, you know, those people... Go ahead. <laughs> Those people are going to get two thousand bucks like you and me if Trump gets his way, but honestly, my prediction is it'll go back to Congress and the Republicans are are they going to rebuke Trump and then we just don't get any stimulus at all until Biden gets inaugurated? That's just totally a, a stimulus though. It's a fucking joke. Six hundred dollars in twenty twenty and twenty one. It doesn't mean dick. It's a fucking <laughs> slap in the face. I shit six hundred dollars every two weeks. It's called exactly. unemployment. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, no, no. Okay. Uh, that's a six hundred. The six hundred direct payment is just part of the plan. And 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 I'll admit, like most of our uh, Congress uh, people, I have not read this bill. Uh, twelve hundred wasn't enough, though, Matt. Even twelve hundred one time wasn't enough. Uh, it would have been if there was another payment after that. Oh, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. But um, that's not what it was. I'm saying the one time payment yeah. of twelve is not good enough. That's well, why two thousand yeah, is not. It still won't keep people afloat for months. I, I I'm in no way defending this bill as some panacea to the to the problem of the problems of uh, of COVID economy, but it's going to extend unemployment benefits. It's going to expand unemployment benefits, and uh, that's a good thing. And so is but they were already expanded. Trump's 300 already went through. That did go through a couple months ago. Uh. Maybe it's I I don't know again I don't know for don't state right I know that for certain never when he did the executive order three hundred bucks yeah. was it September or something like that or October 
And maybe Michigan's been doing that for a few months. Michigan took it. Even the biggest target of Trump, Whitler, has took yeah. the money. So <laughs> that's a tribute to you, Luke. I know Whitler. We, you you got to take the money. Sometimes it's says a tri- tribute to me. Like I like I want you to call her that. No, well, I learned it. I learned it by watching you. Did you. Learn it from <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. All right. You're, you're right. Uh, you're welcome. Yep. No, uh, but Matt, there's states you're, you're that rejected it because Trump made the order, which is so fucking petty, man. It's not cool. It's so bogus. Yeah. Uh, so no defending that. I'm not. I don't okay. Like wait. Trump. Wait. 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 Before. But hold on. Before. Uh, it, it, so. So Trump. Trump basically said that he is going to veto this bill. And then just drop threatening two grand as a stimulus offer, like total just two thousand dollar Trump bucks. Everybody gets you, Trump bucks. You can't do it alone. You you and Kristen will get four G's, dog. Yeah, she not four. No, no. Two thousand of these. You would get Jeez. nothing, and Kristen would get four G's. <laughs> what would she? Because I'm a dependent. <laughs> I, I, I. <laughs> <laughs> Who, whose whose bank account was it? A joint bank account or your bank account or her bank account? Did did the did the tax refund get deposited? Uh, we actually both. Uh, well, for that's a good. No, question. we we've got our set. We we just Luke, do our, open up the books, man. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah let's who who when, when the first Trump bucks came through, did that go directly into your account or did that go into a joint account or her account? Oh no, we uh, because we just got married. Uh, we filed. We still filed separately this year. Uh, we. No, we filed married, but we got separate uh, checks. Huh. Congratulations. Yeah, we filed, we filed as a couple, but we got separate checks. I feel like all of you employed people should give me all of yeah. your money. Yes, this is yeah. correct. Read you, got full, you, got full, you got full-time jobs. I'm sitting yes. here, you know. Uh, Agreed. Okay. If I get 600 bucks, I'll give it to you. you can please, please do. Please do. I, I mean, in theory, <laughs> that is what taxes do. <laughs> you know, income taxes. Yeah, technically, we're already like we're already taking <laughs> care of your me. lavish lifestyle. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> look, Trump's like just doing what he's doing. He's puffing on his chest. Blah 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 blah. We'll see what happens. But they're all gone. Didn't they finally leave? Anyways, aren't we officially on break now? Oh, I don't know when they leave. Yeah, I think they already left. Yeah, it would have started on Friday, but they stayed through the weekend to try to get this thing done, which is a, a miracle yeah. in itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Biden, yeah. Biden, peaced out. He gave his year-end <laughs> speech yesterday. Was it? Oh, I suppose we should have listened to that, but I didn't have the. I don't have the heart or the gut for it. I actually did. I did because Scott was texting about it, and I, I put it on, and it, I was basically delightfully bored by it. It was just so boring. Okay, you, yeah, you guys have interest sure. in being delightfully bored. Yeah, I know. Starting to make me want to smash my head against the fucking wall. <laughs> this is the thing, though, Luke. This take is what people want. Like, hey, I'm no, not angry. At least I'm no, bored. No, this is fine. Let's like, all right, fine. Go back to fucking brunch. You couldn't even be bothered to listen to it. <laughs> back in the fucking sand. That's because I know it's so, it's so aggravating to me. And I don't want to have my head in the fucking sand. And I don't want to be bored by our fucking government. And I don't want to fucking be asleep at the fucking wheel when that's there might be an opportunity. Trump. Yeah, this is, that's why I voted three times for Trump. <laughs> hey, there's there's a there's a certain level of of engagement that boredom demands. You know, I mean, you got to be kind of sort of into it to be bored. Well, not with Biden. Boredom, no. boredom, boredom with Biden is pure and fundamental. You don't have to put any effort into that <laughs> boredom. <laughs> well, boredom is different than indifference. I think is is your point. Yeah, Scott, for, right? Uh, 
Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apathy and indifference is a; those are different than than boredom or like a like ennui or something. Ooh. And, by the way, guys, did you see uh, the congressman who cracked a beer on the in his farewell speech? Oh cool. no, but I like him. I'll vote for him next time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joe <laughs> Cunningham. Joe Cunningham, representative in the House of Representatives, cracked a beer during his farewell speech. He's the uh, outgoing Southern South Carolina Democrat, Joe Cunningham. Oh, cool. who's replacing him? Who cares? It's somewhat awful, I'm sure. That's why he's gone. The guy who cracks a beer is cooler than the guy who's coming in, I'm sure. Oh, so he didn't get well, primaried? He, he, uh, he's, he got beat by a Republican? Yeah. Probably. It's I, actually, I want to know. I want to know if he got that make sense. I, I by a, am I primary by a left? Uh, a left. That's what I'm uh, saying. Because if he did, who lost? Good, yeah, enjoy, enjoy the fucking beer. <laughs> I just want to know what kind of kind of beer it was. Uh, well, I think we could find the answer to that very soon. I'm I'm actually very curious about that. But I'll get yeah, back no, to you soon. No, no doubt. There's a uh, plenty of photo ops online for all of us to fucking gawk at. How about some guesses? What do you think it is? A Yingling? An American lager, yep. He's in North Carolina? He's in North Carolina, right? South. Don't be disrespectful South to Carolina. South Carolina by saying North Carolina. People don't like that down there. Ooh, man. I don't know. Is the is the the uh the the brewery uh expansion was that also South Carolina or was that all North Carolina? Uh it's a silver the, can. The... I can see it. It's a silver can, but he's got it covered with his hand. It's hard to tell what it is. It's probably Damn. a bu- it's probably a bullet. Could be a yeah, bullet. It's probably straight up a bullet, yeah. But it doesn't look at eh. why fuck around. I don't know. It looks kind of crafty. I, I don't see it as a bullet. Anyways, congratulations. Joe Cunningham cracked a beer on this house floor. That's pretty cool. I'm really proud of him. We'll miss you, Joe. All the work you put in with the stimulus. You changed our lives in one fell swoop. Yeah, I'm sure Maine. he didn't vote for anything terrible. All right. So Biden, let's talk Biden then. Because Biden um maybe something wrong. Something uncool, Luke. I know you're not happy about this. All right, let <clears throat> yeah, we we can just kick it off. But because we we definitely want to, we definitely want to bring in these sound bites later. It's just, you know, I don't want this to feel like it's too too late in the game. But this this leaked audio with him talking to the uh, NAACP of Georgia is just, it's kind of heartbreaking to me. I don't know. It felt. It's it's negative and terrible even for someone like Biden, but for trying to, you know, trying to to be the guy that's restoring decency in this country and coming off exactly like fucking Donald Trump. It doesn't it doesn't make me feel any fucking better about where we're at uh, in general. If if it is if you're the kind of person that actually just like thinks that the, the actual president in and of themselves really matters that much you know if if you're that upset about trump then why the fuck would you vote for biden given the way he the way he's been talking to people the way he's been punching left the way he's been punching down the way he's been uh you know fucking be bopping and scatting all over people since he quote unquote won this uh won the primary <clears throat> which <laughs> why, why, why do you say she won fine because <laughs> because he didn't win it on his own dude like he, yeah, no got, one wins on there. You, you've got to. Okay, it's a good point. That's a good point. You got me there. Got you got you. me there. Uh, you definitely got me there. But you, you've got to be kidding me. If he didn't win, he didn't win a single. Uh, he finished not not. 
he just did not not win. He finished in the bottom of every fucking primary until uh, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. No, only, only in fact, only one, the New Hampshire, because he won two caucuses, which are less democratic than primaries because they're not one person, one vote. There are people get in a room and then pledge their delegates as a as a collective. And then they count caucus groups. So he won. He won in Nevada. He won a Nevada caucus mm-hmm. and he won the Iowa caucus. Nevada caucus was a, or I'm sorry, excuse me, Bernie did. Uh, Bernie, yeah. Bernie won those two. Uh, and, and I'll give, I'll give, um, I think Bernie's organization in Nevada was very interesting and was, uh, it, it showed, uh, I think, definitely what progressive politics can do if organized correctly. But the other two uh, contests, New Hampshire and Iowa, are two of the least diverse states in the union. I mean, we're talking about two of the whitest states in the union uh, without really any major urban centers. And when it came time for Biden to, uh, you know, when when Biden started his role, it was in diverse states with major urban centers, with the exception of California, which uh, which uh, Bernie Sanders won. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you think do you think these uh, voters in these urban areas got a better deal? with Biden as opposed to Bernie? Uh, I, you know, that's, uh, I personally, yes, but, uh, uh, that's a, that's a, that's really neither here nor there when we're talking about. No, no, that's that's very germane to the conversation. I I don't understand how, yeah, he got got on a quote unquote role in more or less diverse areas, uh, even though the electorate in in certain places, okay, we can get back to the, we can get back to those numbers, but I, I just, Fine. <clears throat> Fine if he won. I mean, but but do we think any of these people are actually going to, first of all, are they going to get what they expect? Uh, what did they actually expect? Did they expect nothing? Do they expect things to get worse? Do they expect things to be exactly like they were under Obama? If that's what they wanted and that's what they expected, that's what they're going to get. But when you listen to that tape with the, NCAA, the people from the NCAA, uh, NAACP, you will see like they ju- they're just like asking very basic questions saying, hey, uh, you know, we thought there'd be more progressive uh, representation, which is fucking idiotic. The fact that they thought that they would get anything better than what they're getting is insane. That's not even Biden's fault. Biden has never, ever faked who he is and what he is going to be. He is never going to give them anything and he's never going to change anything. So. All he has, all he has essentially, quote unquote, promised at this point is rolling back some of the executive orders from Trump. It, it just, it's a raw deal, dude. Okay, so let's open this up again. So what Biden said in the leaked audio, you know, he talked a lot about executive orders and how he can't go over the line, right? It was a big deal to him to make sure that he wasn't violating authority. Here's some direct quotes. So. So this is direct quotes from Biden right here. So there's some things that I'm going to be able to do by executive order. I'm not going to hesitate to do it. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to do what used to. And then, Vanita, you probably used to get angry with me during the debates, Vanita Gupta, when you'd have some of the people you were supporting saying, on day one, I'm going to have an executive order to do this. Not within the constitutional authority. I am not going to violate the Constitution. Executive authority that my progressive friends talk about is way beyond the bounds. And as one of you said, maybe it was you, Reverend Al Sharpton, whether it's far left or far right, there is a constitution. It's our only hope. 
Our only hope and the only way to deal with it is where I have executive authority. I will use it to undo every single damn thing this guy has done by executive authority. But I'm not going to exercise executive authority where it's a question, where I can come along and say, I could do away with assault weapons. There's no executive authority to do away with that. And no one has fought harder to get rid of assault weapons than me. Me. But you can't do it by executive order. We do that. Next guy comes along and says, well, guess what? By executive order, I guess everybody can have machine guns again. So we got to be careful. And of course, so that's amazing because literally nobody brought up fucking uh, assault weapons in that conversation. Well, you just, you just immediately went on this psychotic rant about assault weapons. That's not important. That's not what they were asking about. But I don't. Yeah, I don't think that, the I, we we don't. Before. I don't think any of us have the context. I didn't watch the full call. No, there's there's I, a question about it. Uh, there's a question about uh, what he can do on on his first day, and then he just launches into this fucking crazy ass screed about nothing at all and then is dropping in assault weapons and then you know it's putting a punctuation on it because that's that's his conversational style that's well i mean that's a lot of politician that's how you get away from a question well and he was really emphatic about the constitution when you hear him speak you know you can tell when he gets agitated and what he what which is a lot to him and he was just like yeah, he was so emphatic about not violating the Constitution. He's also, like, you know, said we can't push too far on police reform. It's like, like, you know, what? Like, you can't you can't push on police. Like, we don't want to rock. He doesn't want to rock no, that, the boat. And he doesn't want to push far on police reform when these things aren't even, shouldn't even, shouldn't even be a matter of debate. But he doesn't yeah. want to... He doesn't want to shake it. He doesn't even want to go two steps left on it. Yeah. Well, well, but I, I, I think sorry. that's a mischaracterization uh, of the of of the conversation around police reform. He specifically was taking umbrage with the slogan "Defund the Police." Sure. Yeah. And he said, you know, that's how they beat the living hell out of us. Da 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 da. Wrong. Uh, he's like, we're wrong, not talking about defunding wrong. the police. Wrong. Uh, we're taking. I, well, I'll disagree with that. We're talking about holding them accountable. <laughs> we're talking about giving them money to do the right things. We're talking about putting more psychologists and psychiatrists on the telephones when the nine one one calls through. We're talking about spending money to enable them to do their jobs better, not with more force, with less force and more understanding. I mean, that, that to me is a nuanced, longer. I, I, very I this is, it's a very so, subtle. It's a very subtle argument about understanding. I do appreciate. Well, the, the 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 to me that the problem I think with the the rhetoric of the left is it is these slogans. It's slogans that that. Oh uh, man, that's what Clyburn said. Yeah, I, I agree with him. I think I think uh, uh, defund the police. I think uh, shit, Green New Deal. A lot of these things that are well, that's a specific piece of legislation. So there's yeah, and that's know. not even okay. Sloganeering is not the fucking problem because Biden is using plenty of fucking sloganeering in his entire like the the entire like uh or, like orbit of his uh political campaign is, is is just absorbed in what what do you think uh what do you think it is to say that you know to say that using the phrase defund the police is how we got our asses kicked. 
in November. Like, what, what, that's a slogan too. It's an anti fucking message. And that's not why they got their asses kicked. They got their fucking asses kicked because everybody that everybody that won, like won in landslides, supported fucking Medicare for all the Green New Deal. Everyone. Right. Whatever the Democratic every, uh, Party thinks. Every single one. Whatever the Democratic Party thinks is the answer is wrong. They always get it wrong. Whatever the coming out of the DNC and the National Party overall, it's wrong. It's always it's wrong. It's wrong. It's always wrong. Nine times out of ten. It usually is. I know that's a blanket statement, but they yeah. just always get it wrong. Well, the, the Dems okay, put that's themselves that's in that's a, false too, so you, we can go back to that. But the Dems put themselves in a position where they react to the right. They, you know, like so often they're not proactive. They don't focus on their own messaging. They just let the right get in their ear, and then they conform to what you know Trump is saying or what the right is saying, as opposed to just ignore that and focus on what the hell you're doing. That's why the democratic party is just this fucking amoeba. It needs more structure. It needs more. I, you know, it needs more of an identity. We, the Democrats need to find a way to, you know, mobilize more effectively and use the right language as opposed to just, I feel like we've spent the last four plus years Re, we, I just say that as a fucking Democrat, uh, reacting. And I don't think that's the way to, you know, I don't think that's the way to do it. Well, when, but when my, I guess my larger point is when they do put forward a slogan, uh, defund the police, you know, which is, it's, it's a terrible one. And it's one that the Republicans can react to and stoke all kinds of fear. Right, but so we got, they labeled right. it on the Democrats. That was a far left slogan. You know that it wasn't a Democratic slogan. No, this was well, the Democratic Party in cities across the country quickly adopted this. I mean, they fucking passed a defund the police measure in Minneapolis. Guess what? In 10 years, I think we're going to look back on that and think, oh, shit, that was a bad decision. Mm hmm. And you're going to. Anecdotal though, that that's not yeah, going to matter. Like that's not, that's actually not going to matter. This this shit is so Orwellian. It's they, it, it, you've heard you've heard all of the the outbursts. People like Clyburn, people like uh, uh, Abigail Spamberger, and even Biden. That that's the thing that when I when I heard Biden say that, I was like, holy shit! Like it just the this virus that they've got, you know, they all have it. They just immediately blame everybody else. They don't blame any of their positions. They, and then, and then people like, you know, good, honest people, smart people think that they're right. And, and they're not realizing like, these are the most lying politicians in the world. They fucking barely won. They lost 10 seats in the house. I think right? it was 10 seats. Uh, so the margins are super fucking slim now. The failures of the Democratic Party can be hung on these these establishment fucking views. And then they want to blame the left. Yeah, and exactly. I, I get what you're saying, Matt, about like the, the language of the left. Yeah. But all right. So if the language of the left is that harsh and people are that offended by it, then why can't we be actually offended by fucking insanely right-wing language coming from people like Biden. 
the shit that he says and the, the way he talks to the people from the NAACP is, is absolutely insane. And it's just the beginning. I, I don't even think so. I think it's insane in and of itself in this limited context. But fuck. Six months from now, what is he going to be saying? He immediately approaches everybody who asks him for anything as like, hey, listen, motherfucker, I talked yeah. about Charlottesville. I'm the only one that fucking talked about Charlottesville. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He's a fucking liar. He's been lying for 45 fucking years. I can see Biden There's becoming no- like the guy who's psycho about being president. Like, hey, I'm the fucking president now. Yes. Fuck you. He's yes. been waiting he's- a long time for this shit. He's the festivist president. He is. He yes, really is. I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> Yeah, I sat behind Obama for eight fucking years. I was in the Senate for blah, blah, blah. It's my time, assholes. I don't care what I said. He, he did, yeah. He, he he did slide in on that Zoom call with some just crooked hubris and some <laughs> like really strange, boastful things. And then like the cringy stuff like, by 20, what did I, I got the quote, by 2040, this country is going to be minority white European. Yeah. What? Oh, and he goes, and he goes, yeah, he does that often work. where he uses like a very outdated <laughs> and he says, You all, you all, you, you guys, you all. It's it's like yeah. he's he's walking the tightrope of like being completely oblivious on pronouns, which I'm not gonna like rake them over the coals necessarily. <laughs> I, kind of, I kind of I kind of appreciate it. <laughs> you, I gotta appreciate all, his say, old man. You, you all, you all gotta start working with Hispanics because they're gonna be more populous <laughs> than you in like oh, yeah. 10 years or something. Oh, like. Well, that's but no, that's true. Okay, that's a but, narrative. That's an important narrative. It is who voted for fucking who whose vote share is moving towards the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. Who's and the one who, that told told uh Latino voters to go vote for Trump? Biden. What? Did he? He told he, he's told people you don't like it, go fucking vote for Trump. Oh uh, that's whatever. He did. Here's the thing though. Here's the thing. He has he has he represents nothing that will give them anything that they want. And they are a huge part of this population. He is admitting it. He is admitting it that they are a massive fucking piece of this uh, whole country. They form a massive part of his potential electorate, and he is telling, uh, he's telling a, a black caucus, "There's no, you guys are going to have to start working with." He is not providing shit, and also, like, come on, dude, like, but Obama he, back, you know, Obama up. built the fucking uh, the, the cages that are at the fucking borders. That was that was built on purpose in the in the deportation uh, process. So they know him from that. Like the Latino voters know that he did that shit yeah. and they know that he doesn't give a fuck about them. Well, I, I just, again, I, I don't understand how I, you can think that he does. He, he can't possibly. I mean, though I, I, we're getting into these generalizations about groups. I mean, I think this is true also about the left. There is no the left. There are different factions on the left. There's, there's a, uh, you know, the, the sort of like, I guess the I learned about this uh, in that article you said, Scott, the dirtbag <laughs> left. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's a very specific kind of of uh, person on the left, whereas there's the kind of the, the PC woke left, which is a different group. 
and there's somewhere in between where you're in the defund the police camp or whatever the, the sort of identitarian left and then there's like you know not that far left moderate liberals and i think that's true also of latinos in america i mean what we learned is latinos are uh and what we should know it's kind of like black people black people are not the same and 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 i think oh yeah this, yeah, yeah. i'm not saying i'm not seeing anyone's no, fucking voting I, monolith i but I, well i think what we're learning though is increasingly those groups now african-americans historically have been a pretty monolithic group a voting group there is a strain of conservatism though in black american politics that oh yeah has been pretty consistent, but I think, you know, JG you're going to see, where you at? you're going to see more vote share. These groups are going to become less reliably one thing or another. Uh, you're going to see more vote share go right, which you did in, in precincts in voting precincts around the country in, in immigrant neighborhoods and in black neighborhoods, you saw a vote share increase for Republicans. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, look, well, this is because the Democrats offer nothing. Sorry, but they, what do they the Republicans offer, offer nothing. Yeah, That's it, though, man, because their allegiances are to the Democrats and the Democrats are offering nothing. So they take it as a bigger fucking insult. They don't take it as an insult from the Republicans because everyone expects Republicans to absolutely fucking take everything they possibly can and fucking rob them blind. And they'd rather just go with the enemy they know rather than the, the fucking friend that they thought they knew. I'm Don't telling you, the, that's it, man. It's an insult. It matters. It matters a lot. There's a left that we didn't talk about, Matt, the uh, octogenarian <laughs> left. Don't forget about those. Oh. <laughs> yeah. They have all the power. That's the problem, too. They People that represent us that are so out of touch, and it's just I'm waiting for so many people to die. It sucks, and that's just how okay. it is. I think okay, we got we we definitely got to talk to your autocracy. Yeah. Except Bernie. <laughs> I mean, like, that's the thing. Everybody's like, everybody except Bernie. No, no. <laughs> that, young, that. that young Bernard. No one's yeah, saying that. There's people that'll be way more left than Bernie that are on the way, and uh, not it doesn't have to be way more left. It just has to be much more sensible. And no, they're concerned about people like Diane Feinstein who like can't remember a meeting like 20 Diane minutes later. Like, she has exactly. to keep getting she has to keep getting reminded, and then she has to keep reminding someone else that she doesn't remember. Look, that's, that, that's yeah. a funny thing. She's like, I'm sorry, but I don't remember. I just told you this. I don't remember. Hey, if you don't remember what podcast you're listening to, it's called the Is It Safe podcast. Email the show at Is It Safe pod at protonmail.com hey did the stimulus help you did it hurt you do you think the stimulus fucking blows do you think it's the best thing ever tell us your story we'd like to hear from you if you happen to listen to this podcast fictional oh, person yeah, yeah yeah actually matt i i got i gotta say i gotta say something all right the i gotta say something i wasn't all right all right all right yeah balance right. you're waiting i waited on this one because scott brought it up like 15 minutes ago when he was talking about something i'm about we're I'm talking waiting. about the Democratic National Convention, the Democratic Party as a whole. So, has anyone seen the John Stewart movie Irresistible? Did anyone see that one? Is that about the veterans? Well, it's about it's Steve Carell and Chris Cooper. I'm not going to say exactly what it's about, but if you haven't uh, seen I, it, hold on, wait. Is it called no. Irresistible? No. It, yes, it just it came is? out this year. This year, Irresistible. John Stewart, written, directed. God. Chris Cooper's IMDb page has to be a mile and a half long. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's got to be. He does. That's uh, so, amazing. No spoilers there, Matt. Yes, Chris Cooper. No, I did not watch. Plays, Chris Cooper plays a old war vet farmer who like stands up in a speech for like immigrants and shit in Wisconsin. So then it becomes his battleground area without giving away the rest of the movie. But Steve Carell plays a guy who's like the the classic guy you would. I don't know who's like the figurehead of Democratic 
consulting on CNN or MSNBC. You know, he's one of these people who works for the party and he's always on all the shows all the time. And James Carville. Oh, yeah. Not as old as that. Somebody who's like 50, maybe. But yeah, exactly. David Axelrod. Axe, yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Someone like David Axelrod. And Jon Stewart does such a good job in this film of showing the true evilness and this pathetic nature of the Democratic Party because Steve Carell is like trying to get the approval of funds to go down to Wisconsin and maybe get this guy to run for mayor. And along the way, he does. Jon Stewart knows how it works. He starts talking about, hey, uh, okay, great. So, a rental car and the the interns are like oh yeah we'll get you a series seven and like no i don't want to look like an asshole no give me a brand new ford explorer instead and then he starts talking about the food that'll be on the flight and it's a private jet and all these little amenities and this guy gets pissed off when he has to go to wisconsin and it's not like up to his standards of dc elitism it's just this is the problem these type of people run these parties not the actual politicians all the ancillary consultants and uh, people that work inside the party. You know what I mean? It's just so well done in that matter of fact, because John Stewart knows the shit inside and out. And it just made me, it makes me cringe when I watch the movie. I'm just like, God, this is so spot on. And it just makes me sick. I see that it features an actor that I want more of in my life in dramatic roles. One Topher Grace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See Topher. Yeah. Topher plays the pollster while, uh, Oh shit! What's her face? The girl from uh, so Russian funny, Doll. That's a funny actor uh, to be like. Yeah, I want some more Topher. I, well, it started with when he was he some was, more Topher. He was in a Black Mirror episode, and I was like, "Whoa!" If Topher Grace did more of this, I'm hitching my wagon. But he, he's, but he hasn't. He's, he's, just, he's very watchable. He's a. It's a great quality for. He was uh, great in traffic. Guy. Yeah traffic i was yeah. like oh this guy can really act and then it kind of never it just he was in like uh featuring tad something some dumbass movie about tad he's uh, yeah he's in a bunch of <laughs> he's in a bunch of dumb shit but he he could be you know he could be somebody wait hey, win a date with tad hamilton is that yes, what it is thank you. Oh. win a date with tad hamilton that's exactly what i was thinking of hey it's, uh, i've queued it up it's on the list anyways I would recommend if you guys are on a break or holiday time here to watch Irresistible, check it out and get back to me on it because it would be relevant to everything we're talking about as well. So throw it out there. Anywho, definitely definitely been meaning to watch that for months. Irresistible. So, yeah. I don't know where I watched it. Luke, you had a point and I interrupted you when you interrupted uh, the, me. The only, point, the only point I wanted to make after I kind of went off on a, a rant there, I, the, the reason I'm like kind of ranting about this Biden we need this, by the way, we need the Dennis Miller drop. I don't want to go off on a rant here every time. Oh, does he have? Him. Are you serious? Does he have? All right, yeah. Let's I can grab get that. that. Yeah, we'll grab that shit. <laughs> uh, but I, I think what what gets me so frustrated is that you know Biden is not in lockstep at all with the electorate. It seems like the electorate uh, supports many leftists and more or less progressive positions. Um, Biden doesn't support any of them. So I, I don't want to say any of them. Okay, I don't want to be like called out for using generalizations or whatever. But you know what I mean. They're like you know Medicare for all is one. Green New Deal is another. Uh, things like defunding or refunding the police or changing police funding to shift those funds into social programs or something like that. He supports none of it. So I, I just don't understand how we can think that he has the the interests of his own electorate in mind and uh i actually think why the hell are we uh why, why does anybody feel safe with this guy in office uh two years from now 
when his failures are going to be absolutely uh, magnified. Uh, right now, it's all a su success story for him. He's got no failures hung around his neck. Well, he's got plenty, but as far as president goes, he's, he's not the better, president. He's better than he's better than he's president elect. He's better than Trump. Uh, baby, he's better than Trump. Two years from now, they're gonna get washed in the fucking midterms. And what are they gonna do? They're gonna blame it on the left, just like they did this time around when they lost ten house seats. This is gonna be that. That's just that's the that's the nature of an established party. That's just the way an established party works. This is not just me with sour grapes. This is just that's how it works. That's why for me, as a leftist, I don't agree with either established party. I don't think either one of them is correct. I wonder if it's that he there's plenty of evidence I'm sure to support that he maybe like you said Luke doesn't support these leftist policies or is it just that he's buttered his biscuit for a half a, <laughs> a, a half of my favorite uh, phrases ever. <laughs> just grab him in the biscuit. Is it just that he's buttered his bread for a half a century working in the middle and having his hands on both sides. I mean, there is something to say about, you know, things getting done because people in the center can shake both hands. I mean, I don't like it. He has done that though. And I think you don't that like it. That's the important thing. You know, that reminds me well, of, well, I don't like, it's <laughs> kind of like a necessary, I don't want to say it's not, it's you have to table, but you have to tap a dislike. You can't call it necessary. It's, it's how necessary. politics work though. It's politics is so, right. it's so glacial. It, it moves at a glacial pace, whether we like it or not. And dude, I mean, I want now with Trump. Hey, to Donnie Brasco. I understand what you're saying, but. I'm playing devil's advocate to a degree, but what, that's, a that's... Trump, what Trump did was not anything legislatively radical. It was all norm shattering radic radicalness, whatever. You know, that <laughs> radicality, radicality, radicality. Um, wow. Yeah. I'll get well, it. it was a lot of, it was a lot of language. It was a lot of the populist language stuff. Yeah. Too with him. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, your point, Scott, about politics, just kind of, like the center is where it happens. And it's like uh, it's like that Larry David episode where he's like, "Yeah, Curb Your Enthusiasm," where he's like, hey, "You ever heard of Henry Clay? He's the great compromiser. He's the great compromiser. <laughs> you know, good compromises. It, it's when nobody's happy. I think we're all unhappy here. We have a good compromise." Okay. <laughs> yeah, but he also supported fucking people to judge in the primary. So. Who, David? Larry? Yeah, Larry David. He can go suck my dick. Interesting. Hey, let, me <laughs> let me ask you a question. Uh, so what is the political spectrum now then? Who are we? Where are we? Is okay. do you guys associate yourself with certain Matt, you're a Demo you said Scott yourself, you're a Democrat, I think like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, I mean, there's it's funny. There's what it's like there's what you want and what you like what you want and what you need. What you need to move the what you what you need to move the glacier left really is A and what you want is B. So no, I, I'm I'm little column A. Little column B. Yeah, I mean I would I'd say I'm a democratic socialist mostly. I'm I I want I want I want far left 
things to happen, but I'm also, you know, a realist and I'm not going to, you know, again, to go back to my cynical point of every four years, you're going to get puppet A and puppet B and puppet A on the left is just going to be the one that I vote for because I just am trying to tip the scales in that direction. And if it goes in my direction, you know, a quarter inch, I guess that I have to live with that and it sucks, but I don't know. I fuck. I'm a pragmatic uh, <laughs> D -D -D DSA non card carrying member. Hey, you have that in common with Biden. He's pragmatic. You know, he believes in the Constitution and the rule of law, and he takes things very, you know. I will not violate the Constitution. What about you, Matt? Matt, you're a Democrat, right? Uh, it's yeah, a I, I, Matt's I, a vote, I, I vote with the Democratic Party. Yeah, sure. I caucus with the Democrats. I'm like, very <laughs> but, uh, you know. Okay, Scott, you said uh, democratic socialist. I am totally not a DSA person. I, uh, despite working in a fucking cooperatively owned business, worker owned business where everybody else thinks like I'm the arch conservative there, uh, uh, you, would, you would be the arch conservative if uh, everybody else is. <laughs> but right. but I, I actually look at myself more as a uh, social democrat, uh, a European style social democrat, which. You know, I believe in a large safety net. I believe in universal health care. I believe in uh, robust uh, government intervention in economic crises. Um, but I definitely don't see myself to be the Democratic Socialist of America. Um, you know, bald fist in the air. Yeah. Uh, whatever shit, you know. I, I stop a couple to be, I, I want to correct myself. I stop a couple steps short of that, but I'm, you know, what's in my heart is certainly very, is very close to that though. I'll keep rattling off votes for centrist Democrats for the rest of my fucking life. If that's what I have to do. <laughs> wow. Well, that is what you're going to have to do. And that's, that's the, the absolute fucking torture of living in this country. And like, living around people that think that there is no possibility, you know, they, I think, I think the big fucking difference, sorry, Mike, go ahead. No, there isn't. I was just, uh, asserting your point. Yeah. I, I just, I, there's, you know, what? like, what is the, the difference between being, you know, uh, democratic socialist versus, uh, you know, Matt, how did you define it? Was it a, a, so, a, a, like a European Democrat. social Democrat? European social Democrat. Okay, yes. So, so one of the main the the main difference uh, from like from my experience is that uh, we're dealing with a you know particular economic uh, structure, and we're dealing with the economic organization, and that has to do with something like healthcare is funded one hundred percent by a centrally planned economy. And an actual kind of set of government institutions that uh, work out work out the details and set up that entire network. But with those uh, with other systems, you know, there's a, it's always a hodgepodge, and whenever private interests are involved, uh, you know, all all profits are going to constantly skew in that direction. So 
Uh, they don't skew in the direction of the the patient. You know, if we're looking at healthcare, they skew in the direction of the corporation. That's just the way it goes. It's always going to be like that. And to John Scott's point, yeah, every four years you're going to be like f- fucking flopping the ballot. Uh, you're going to be pulling that fucking ballot for some fucking corporate, just corporate shill that is that is going to ignore all of the needs of all of the poor and working class people in this country as much as possible. The ideal for them is to give you a little bit and then that's it. Enough to make you not revolt. And enough to keep you just happy enough that you're not totally fucking starving out on the street. Not to, circuses. This is the way it goes, though. I mean, it's 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 fucking crazy to me that uh, the CBO just came out with five different scenarios for Medicare for all. All five scenarios for Medicare for all actually saved money. Every single one. All five. Joe Biden's prominent position on this public position on this is that it comes across his desk, even if it passes uh, fucking the House and the Senate, he's going to veto it. So why is this guy the right man for the fucking time? How is this guy in step with with anybody in this country? There's 90% of Democrats, the 90% of his electorate that actually supports this, 50% of Republicans that support this, that is a huge, uh, huge majority in the country that support Medicare for all, which is so simple. It's so fucking simple. And the CBO needs to die off. And the CBO has has proven they ran five different scenarios on right. Medicare for all and tried to prove it wrong. That's just the reason they do that. The reason they do five different scenarios of anything is to prove it wrong. Right. And they can't make it not work. Every single run of the numbers means it's better than the, having a private health insurance industry. But the defense in itself, too, defense system, the defense contracting system, the defense industrial complex already is another comparative example. So there's that example you gave, and then there's other examples of taking money from areas where we already have way too much money in it itself. So the, the evidence is there, but that doesn't matter because this stuff isn't about evidence. If things were about evidence and rationale, a lot of things would be different, and it's not. You know that. I wish it wasn't like that. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's like uh, the CBO is is the one of the most conservative fucking, uh, you know, like institutions in our in our government. They they do not. They have no ideological leanings. They are definitely not leftist. The only reason they did this was because they thought they could probably prove that. Medicare for all would be more expensive than private health insurance, but it's not. It, there's so much more waste in the private health insurance industry. Uh, and with that, I'm sorry, guys. I think I've got. To, I actually have to go. You do? I do. Yeah. I'm sorry. Bye. See ya. Ah, like this instant. I, I have to go. I kind of have to go this instant. But Matt, the this is not mean. <laughs> it's not mean. This is not mean. The first. Uh, the first. Five minutes of the next episode can't be you railing against me. <laughs> Did you know we were doing a podcast tonight? <laughs> are, what are you about to shit your pants or what's the scoop? Yeah. Um, no, no, I've got uh I've guess. Guess? They're, they're, yeah, they guess showed up. They just right. showed what, up. What are their political... It's COVID times, man. It's it's COVID times and it's it's a holiday season. I would stay uh, you know, you know. Well, yeah, we've done an hour. We could just wrap it up. It's a nice hour. It's a nice hour. I'm glad to see we're all learning lessons this (laughs) 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 (
Uh, All right, that's it. This is the Is It Safe podcast. Thanks for listening. Next week, we'll talk more about Biden's cabinet. We'll be taking a look at uh, maybe Bob Dylan's big deal. He made some catalog decisions recently. A lot more to talk about on next week's show. Thanks for listening. Is It Safe pod at ProtonMail.com. We appreciate your time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>